What's good? What's good? What's good? It is the Non-Toxic Insensitivity Podcast Show. Jamar Giddens. What's going on, y'all? Another week of eventful things that we that we're gonna discuss this this week, man. And this man, it's a few this 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 Stephen A thing, man. We gotta talk about um stuff. Yeah, among other things, man. <laughs> but let's get into it. We want to talk about let's let's Stephen A. He he goes on this rant, and I understand Steve Nash. Yeah, that, that's the news. Steve Nash gets hired for the Brooklyn Nets job. And I understand what's, what's going on as far as there not being enough coaches in the NBA. There's not enough coaches in the black coaches in the NFL. Not enough black GMs. I understand all of that. I understand it, but I, I I said this I said this before. We really, really have to, especially in these times, and you know, with the Black Lives Matter Black Lives Matter movement, you know, with with the police out here killing black people. We really, really in this fight. We really got to be careful when we we talking about race and what is you know racism or 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 you know privilege because i believe that that racism and 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 white privilege and all of that it may be in play i i will say 90% of the time but we got to be careful of that because that because what what racist people and 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 people with an agenda they'll take the 10% of the time that you wrong and say we'll see we we really got to be careful when we throwing around this this thing when we talk about privilege and racism I don't believe that Steve Nash was hired because of white privilege I if, just don't if anything I think one argument you could have for the reason why you got hired is more of player privilege. I think because Steve Nash is a Hall of Famer, two-time MVP, he pretty much made a non-existent Suns team during like the what 05, 07 period become a championship contender. Yeah. So it was like I think him getting the job was more on a mindset of, hey, this is a Hall of Famer point guard. And to me, point guards are similar to like quarterbacks, they're an extension of the coach. Yeah. So for the most part, they're making the plays, they make the adjustments. They're kind of getting the people involved, their players involved, mm-hmm. especially Steve Nash style of, point, style of point guard where he's more of a playmaker, not a scorer. Mm-hmm. I kind of think this is more of a, a product of player preference as opposed to or player privilege as opposed to white privilege. I think for me, like how you said, I think this is that one, that 10% where it's like, ah, do you really want to sit there and say this is really white privilege? Right. I kind of think because of Steve Nash's career as a player, also the relationship he had with Kyrie, KD, and the GM. Because yeah. him and the GM used to play I mean, together back in Phoenix. respected around the league, yeah. man. Yeah, him and the um, GM used to play together in Phoenix. KD yeah. likes Steve Nash. KD yeah. used to, Steve Nash used to work for Golden State as a consultant during the time KD was there. Yeah. Kyrie likes Steve Nash. Kyrie yeah. and Steve Nash game, playmaking, ball handling wise is very similar. Like, of course Kyrie's not 
the uh, level of playmaker that Steve Nash is, but their games are somewhat similar. They both play the point guard position. They both have a relationship. I kind of think this was just, Stephen A's take on this was just, this is not what I would like down the hill for. This is not the one, this is not the one I would go on a super rant, put my I thought out there and be super strong and stern. I think this is just not the right guy. Now he did it with like Luke Walton. Luke Walton is the definition <laughs> of like privilege. Luke Walton's a trash coach. That's the yeah. only, it's, he's the only coach I know that sucked at a job. And for some reason, the organization wanted him to stay. They did not want him to get fired for some reason. He still gets fired. But gets a job the same day by the Kings. Oh yeah, he do coach the Kings. I, I, but they were pretty good this year, weren't they? No, they actually took a step back. Oh, they did. They were doing. The funny thing is the Kings. Because I don't ever see him like that. The thing is, with the, for some reason, I guess the owners and the GM of the Kings just he wanted Luke Wall. They wanted Luke Wall before he even signed with the Lakers. They wanted mm-hmm. him for a while. I don't know why, but they just wanted to sign him. Like, yeah, I, I just. To me, that's I would look at that as like coach where it's kind of like, dang, Sam Cassell's been in the game a long time as an assistant coach, can't get a yeah. job. Uh, Patrick Ewing, Patrick Ewing has been an assistant coach for years and still hasn't got a job. He's he coaches Georgetown now, but he's been an assistant coach for the NBA for years, still hasn't got a job. Yeah. Tyron Lue could have got that kick. Well, I don't know if he was still. I, I think Tyron Lue, he he's about to get the Sixers job. That would be perfect. I think he, I think yeah. he should get the Sixers job. That would be perfect. Yeah. I think. I think he's good at managing personalities. I also think with his connection to LeBron, Ben Simmons is signed by LeBron Sports. Well, I wouldn't say LeBron. Well, signed with Clutch Sports. I could see LeBron kind of helping out Tyron Lue, telling Ben Simmons to give this guy a chance. But see, we don't even know if Ben Simmons is going to be that. It's, it's all, I think it's already a, 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 fun, a foregone conclusion that him and Joel and B can't play together. I think they're going, they going to kill him. You, you, can't get, you can't break that up to you. It's too soon to break that up. Yeah, Unless someone gives you the deal of deals where it's like, I can't pass this deal. They're going to try to make it work. It, they're generational talents. Okay. One, they're both all-stars. One's a, going to probably be a multiple possible all-time defensive play, all-time, all the defensive team player for multiple years and possibly a defensive player of the year. One is can... One has the potential to be an MVP. You're not going to break that up. You just, it's we, too soon. We going to see. I think, depending on the teams, and there's a couple of teams in my mind that I think can make a strong, good, a good deal for one of those, I don't see it happening. I think the Thunder can make a move for uh, Ben Simmons. I think Golden State can make a move for Joel Embiid. Joel, Golden State with Joel Embiid is going to be a little bit more difficult because I don't know if they have the contracts to match. Mm-hmm. But Oklahoma City, I was talking to one of my buddies about it, where – if Oklahoma City traded Chris Paul for Ben Simmons, that's not a bad move. Ben, Chris Paul is in his, he's in those years where he ain't gonna, he, he's best suited for a championship caliber team. I think Chris Paul, since he's a dog, he's kind of mm-hmm. annoying. I think he'll dig in, <laughs> he'll dig in Jordan B's ass. But then that'll, that'll make, that may piss him off though. You know, cause it's a possibility, but yeah, and, and take a some dudes that you piss them off, they don't want to play. And that that's just, you know, it's just a heart. Uh, yeah. I, look, but I don't know. know. Based on yeah, but but I I can see I I can I can see where um because more than likely that's the job he gonna wind up with the Sixers um uh what's his name Tyrone Tyrone that's that's probably the job he's gonna wind up with yeah and uh, but you know Stephen A's rant oh, yeah. it kind of reminds me of. 
See, I'm one of those people. I don't agree with with. Um, I don't agree with what is the um, it's this what is it called um, when you have to hire black people like the or you have to hire women. Um, affirmative action. Affirmative action. Okay. Yeah, in in the bis in the corporate world, it's called the you know affirmative, affirmative action. action. In football, Rooney right? Rooney the, Rooney. the Rooney Rule. Yeah. I feel like I, I don't I don't like these these laws. I really don't. I don't like affirmative action. I don't like the Rooney Rule because it makes it a joke. Because, because at the end of the day, especially the Rooney Rule, not not so much affirmative action. The Rooney Rule, I can, I can, <laughs> I'll have in mind who I want to hire, but because I got a, I got, I have to interview a black person. Yeah, all right, let's bring in who's the black coach everybody talking about. But let's bring in Marvin Lewis for a second. Mm-hmm. Sit him down. We can talk about life. All right, I give you a call tomorrow, and then I just hire the coach I want. Yeah. You know, that that doesn't make sense. In the business, I should be able to hire who I want. Yeah. But because, you know, people are assholes, you have to to try do what you can to make it fair. True. You know, but people are not people should be able to hire who they want. It it should be a meritocracy. If if this white person is more qualified, he should get the job. If the black person is more qualified, he should get the job. If the yellow person is more qualified, if the brown person is more qualified, only, they should get the job. My only issue with that is, especially with the football, because when it comes to white privilege and hiring coaches, the NFL is the number one culprit for that compared to yeah, the NBA. Yeah. Because I think with the Good NBA, old boy system. Yeah, I think with, at least with the NBA, some of the hires, they may not have, let's say, the coaching experience, but they have the basketball experience. Right. It's been known that some of the coaches that they hire in the NFL have no football experience whatsoever. They haven't played, mm-hmm. they haven't coached, they just some guy that worked at like Staples. And because <laughs> they know the son of Jerry Jones, they got a job. Like it'll be stuff like that, which is kind of like, all right, come on. Yeah, Stephen Jones is is part GM or whatever in Dallas Cowboys because his father is See, like stuff like that, that's a problem. Yeah. Now with like back to the our main topic with the Steve Nash situation. Granted, he doesn't have any coaching experience, but he does have basketball NBA experience. And he has a rapport with the players. Yeah, so it was like I get why people will be upset. I'm not disputing that, but it's like, uh, I don't think this is something I would go out there with a picket sign and say, damn the NBA could not hire enough black coaches. This is just not that thing. That's not that thing at all. And and my thing is like with with Steve Nash, say for instance, the Rooney Rule, what what they had to do that in the NBA, the Nets already know that they want to hire Steve Nash, but they probably would have brought in somebody like you know Mark Jackson just to just for like we, show. we did it. We we interviewed a black person. Now we're gonna do also hire they, who you want. Who also, you another thing I didn't like. I didn't like how Stephen A. kind of made it seem like. Because now you're trying to apply some other stuff where you're trying to make it seem like, yeah, you know, with the climate that we're in, with the Black Lives Matter protests and the murders of George Floyd and others, that you would hire a white coach over a black coach. Now it's like, I don't okay. have nothing to so do now, you, nothing. now you're trying to low-key accuse that maybe I'm like, I'm pretty much being a little racist. And it's like, all right, I don't need to do all that. Right. Like, end of the day, 
like it's not like they hired some dude that worked at Quiznos as a manager or something like that. They hired right. Steve Nash, who has a resume, like you said, who has a rapport with a lot of players. So I can get the upset because you feel like there are coaches that have that have experience to be yeah. a coach, but it's not like Steve Nash was the worst pick. Because I can see, because there's, there's a lot of basketball players, especially point guards, where I feel like they can get a job based more off their name and their NBA resume, not really their coaching experience. Like, for right. example, Chris Paul. When Chris Paul retired, he he'll right, get a coach job like that. Yeah. Same with how Jason Kidd got his job. He got his job yeah, because Jason Yeah, and, and Jason Kidd got hired with no coaching experience. Isaiah Thomas became a coach, had no coaching experience. Well, he, Bur- he, well, he coached in college. It was, I think it was like oh, FAU or something oh, like okay. that, like Florida. Well, Larry Bird. And the National Youth He yeah. became a coach for the Pacers. He no, no coaching experience. No coaching experience. Um, Magic Johnson. De- Derek Fisher became coach of the Knicks, no coaching experience. So we 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 really we can't just go play in the race card every time. We are in a serious fight thing, right now. And the, the add-on to it with the Derek Fisher, he essentially got the job with the Knicks the same way Jason, um, same way Steve Nash has got the job with the Nets. Yeah, the relationship with Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson, yep. like, okay, this is a guy that knows my triangle. I really want to implement this type of system with this team. I'm gonna sign a guy that's already know this, that kind of has an idea of what the triangle work, how the triangle works. So I'm going to him as the coach. Same with Steve Nash and the GM. Steve Nash and the GM of the Nets played together in Phoenix. Okay, my guy, you want a job? I got you, man. You know, come on, get a job. Mm-hmm. KD signed off, Kyrie signed off. I just yeah. think like it, yeah, we, this... we just can't. It, we we are in in a serious serious time right now in this country, where people are really out here fighting for 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 equality, for justice for all and liberty and the pursuit of happiness for black people and 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 we can't afford to just be cheapening the movement by making everything oh that it as racist that's racist i remember back in the day it was this um eddie murphy he was um he was joking on you know overly sensitive black people right and he said um he was like yeah why black why black olives gotta be in a can? You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> come on, man! Like, like let's let's, let's stop! Like, come on! Like, like we it's a serious fight going on, and it's real, and we can't cheapen it by making everything. You know, like I it, it, see because like I'm in the middle because I hate when people. Think that nothing is racist. Yeah, the all lives matter. All yeah, I, I those, those other people. Yeah, them. I hate that, but then I hate the ultra sensitive. Everything is racist, and it's like come on. Like, it's like come on, situation. Yeah, it's it's too much. We 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 have to be logical and and understand what's going on. I know if I was the GM of of a um. Me being black, I was the owner of a, a basketball team, and I had a chance to hire Steve Kerr as opposed to Michael Brown. I want Steve Nash. You mean Steve Kerr? I'm, I mean Steve yeah. Kerr. Yeah, I want Steve Kerr because as a GM, my 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 concern is the team being successful, and I need the be- best people in place to make my team successful or I lose my job. Also, one note about that too, because that's why I'm a little hesitant. That's why I'm not a big fan of like Stephen A really pushing for all black coaches to get a job. 
Because what happens is, let's say a team hires a black coach, and let's say that black coach is trash. Right. Then it sets a bad example for all the black coaches. Perfect yeah. example, the Knicks. The Knicks, the Knicks, oh Jesus, the Knicks. The Knicks have a black GM. That's your pops team. Yeah, me and, <laughs> yeah, me and my father, shout out off the web. Me and my father both Knicks fans. And yeah, the Knicks. So they got black GM, black basketball, black player, a black basketball operations hire, and also they had a black coach from David Fisdale. People, when David Fisdale got fired, Stephen A. was the main one saying he shouldn't have got fired, this, that, and third. This is how I can tell he doesn't really watch the Knicks. This is how I can tell he doesn't watch the Knicks. David Fisdale got fired because David Fisdale is not that good of a coach. I'm sorry, he's not. <laughs> I understand the Knicks are trash, but some of his decision-making was like, all right, come on, man. You got to be a little better than that. Perfect example, we have Frank Neal Killer, and you have Dennis Smith Jr. At the time when the season Dennis started. Smith was a beast with Dallas. He ain't doing that great with New York. Oh, so he comes to New York. They traded for him. He comes to New York. He's playing terrible. Why are you giving this guy minutes? It doesn't make sense. He's not He's not on uh, Allen Iverson, Kyrie Irving, Damian Little level where he demands minutes no matter playing trash or good. You're a role player. You're a guy still trying to figure yourself out. No disrespect to him. But it's like, why is David Fisdale keep giving him minutes over Frank Miller Killer, who was playing better? Now, I'm not saying Frank Miller Killer is the – the second coming of LeBron James or something like that. But it's just like, when it comes to figuring out your lineup, why are you playing the same guy who's struggling compared to the guy that's actually doing pretty well? Mm-hmm. Or the Julius Randle thing. For some freaking reason, you want Julius Randle to close out games for you. And it's like, that's not Julius Randle. Yeah. My thought process is, all right, y'all didn't get the first or second pick. You got the third pick. The third pick was RJ Barrett. So I'm thinking, this is the guy you're trying to build your team around now. You're trying to see if he can be the center of a team. This is his rookie season should be the season where you want to put him out there, give him heavy minutes, let him go yeah, out there. Because y'all ain't going to the playoffs. You yeah. want to see what you got. You want to see what you got. You want to go out there, give him heavy minutes, see if he can get his bumps and bruises, let him go out there and get right. the NBA experience. No, you want Julius Randle to try to close out the game. Like you, It's just, granted, not all of it is Fisdale's fault. And he, yeah, I mean, not, not all of it's Fisdale's fault. They sucked way before he got there. Not all of it was Fisdale's fault, but it's just some of his coaching decisions were really questionable. Yeah. So him getting fired, I don't, I'm not going to go on. It ain't those. because he black. Yeah, yeah, like it's just, that. It it's like, because he didn't do a good job. And to be honest, if I compare him to Tim, was it Tom Thibodeau? Is his name Tom Thibodeau? Thibodeau, yeah. Yeah, Tom Thibodeau. Where's he going? He's he went good. to the Knicks. He got the Knicks job. Oh, right. Okay, right. His track record speaks for himself. Granted, maybe his style of coaching doesn't apply to baseball. It's hard on the players, yeah. But we will see. I'd rather give him a chance because he had the Chicago Bulls team, made that team so much better. Even when D-Rose was still hurt, they still were a relevant playoff team every year. A team that did give, you know, LeBron, not not like problems like that, but it was like LeBron couldn't just sleepwalk past him like he did with Toronto. Yeah. It was an issue. Or, so like to me, that situation is like, all right, I, I can live with you fine in physical. I know he's black, but to me, it's like, I, that's yeah, not, yeah, I don't want you to go home. Hour, two hour rant about it's wrong that they fire because he's black. No, I yeah, that, I don't do all that. Because you know, I'm a I'm a diehard Cowboys fan. And, and my I got a homeboy, Ryan, and he'd be like, man, you should support that black quote. I don't. I don't care if my quarterback green. If he suck, I don't want him on a team. <laughs> and I, you know, I don't care. You should support black quarterbacks getting paid. No, I shouldn't. 
I I root for the star on that helmet. Yeah, you're a fan. I'm a fan of the Dallas Cowboys, not of Dak Prescott or a black quarterback or a white quarterback See. or a green quarterback. I'm not. That ain't what sports is about. The beautiful thing about sports is. I mean, I remember that year when when the Ravens um, won won against the Broncos um, that year that they the last time they went to the Super Bowl. I mean, when Joe Flacco throws this pass, I mean it was it it was like this ball was never gonna come down out of the air. And when that thing dropped in Jacoby Jones' arms, I mean, I was in a sports bar and the way that sports bar erupted. Yeah. It was white people, black, black people. people. You oh, know who was in there, right? I was at because I was yeah. looking at the mall. I never forget it. I was watching it. It was next standing next to me was this redneck country ass white guy. <laughs> he had the long mustache. Yeah, I remember man. The TV. He has a MAGA hat on right now. <laughs> and when we saw, I remember that play. When he saw that play because I was at the food court watching on break. When we saw that play, me and man. that dude looked at each other. Was like, yeah, yeah, yeah everybody high five and hugging. White, black, you don't know who's gay, who's yeah, you don't know none of that. No, none of that. Women, everybody was elated, and that's what sports does. Mm-hmm. Sports is just one of those things. Now, when you get into the business part of it, yeah, the good old boy system is in effect, especially in football. Yeah, football's the not best. so much in the NBA. I don't think it's a good good old boy system well, in the NBA. To, on a side note and, that, and Steve Nash was not. I think side note of that is too that you have to also understand that sad to say, a lot of the black coaches, most of them are former players or have some type of playing experience. Mm-hmm. A lot of the owners in the NBA are numbers people, number guys. Mm-hmm. That's why the whole the Houston is perfect. Analytics. Now. Analytics. So they don't get the extra stuff when it comes to NBA, the hard, the eye test, stuff like that. They see numbers. So if a coach can sit there and say, well, perfect example, Mike D'Antoni is the perfect example. All right, well, if we shoot the three-pointer this many times, this will equal this amount of you know, percentage of points that we can get. Oh, the, the owner that's a numbers guy, he gets that. He's not going to get, well, we signed this player because he's just a dog, like a Patrick Beverly. I ain't little guy's not going to get a Patrick Beverly. Mm-hmm. It's like right. they're gonna look at him. Well, he doesn't score that many points. He doesn't really get a lot of steals. What's the perk of having mm-hmm. a regular old school coach or, or a coach that has a player background will see it as well? The reason why you want to get a Patrick Bell is because he has the heart, the toughness. He's a garbage man type player. Right. He's not gonna he's not gonna demand the ball a lot. He can hit a shot when he's open, but for the most part, he stays in his lane and in his role. Mm-hmm. I think with the NBA more compared as opposed to like the NFL is you have a lot of owners and. You have a lot of owners that just see numbers. They don't really get the game. Mm-hmm. So they want to put it, they want you to put it in numbers to where it can make sense, to where it's like, okay, so this can help me get ticket sales if I do this, that, and the third. Mm-hmm. As you got some owners like a Mark Cuban who, you know, he's a basketball guy. He's really involved in it. So it's like he doesn't really need numbers all the time. Mm-hmm. So I kind of think that's the issue with the NBA more as opposed, instead of just a race thing. I think it's really just a lot of these owners are analytical base. Mm-hmm. As with the NFL, that shit just be, you know my co- you know my little brother or my little cousin, you got a job. It's just stuff like yeah. that. Who's yeah. the guy that said they got a job you know, that, had no, that had no experience in football? He was doing something completely different that got a job. I swear it was somebody. I can't think of his name. I can't remember. But yeah, yes. Yeah, I, you know, but we both agree that this whole 
white privilege is concerning Steve Nash does not apply. And also, one thing about Steve Nash that makes me mad is this whole Mark Jackson thing. Oh my gosh, every time a black coach doesn't get a job, he always brings up Mark Jackson name. And I feel like it's only been one television talking head that's actually said somewhat the reason why Mark Jackson won't get a job. And that's Shannon Sharp. Because Stephen had always say, why Mark Jackson hasn't got a job? It's so unfair that Mark Jackson doesn't have a job. And Mark Jackson essentially has been blackballed by the NBA. Yeah. The reason why he's been blackballed by the NBA because of his anti, his, um, his views on his homosexuality. Relig- his religious views, yeah. 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 And you being the coach for a team that's pretty much in the gay capital of the world, San Francisco, and that's, that's going to rub a lot of people the wrong way. Yeah. So do I think it's right they got blackballed for that? No, but it's yeah, business. But, but he took his stance and, and he and he's standing on the square. I mean, he... And and he good where he at. He, yeah. Mark Jackson not complaining. Yeah. So that's the thing because he's staying strong in his conviction. But that's the thing I hate about what Stephen A's take is. Right. He never brings that up though. Right. He just makes it like he just got black ball for no reason. And right. Like, Come on. Right. So that's Mark Jackson ain't even asking for interviews. Like he ain't got any no interviews. interviews. He know what it is. He know why. Yeah. He knows he what, what it is, is and so he's comfortable where he at. So question though, because me and my buddy was talking about this. Cause I do feel bad for Mark Jackson because he did build that team up. Do you think if a situation occurs to where the, the go to state situation where Mark Jackson got fired against Steve Kerr and he won a championship that same year with Steve Kerr, do you think that Mark Jackson deserves at least one ring? Cause I do feel bad for the coaches that build the team up but can't get yeah. you over that hump. They get fired and then they get another coach that gets you over the hump and you win. Like Dwayne, Dwayne Casey's the perfect example. Dwayne Casey was with that Toronto Raptors team for seven oh, yeah, years, yeah, 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 getting his yeah, yeah. ass beat by LeBron every year. He gets fired, got a job instantly, got a job with the Detroit Pistons. Nick Nurse comes in. They so happen to get Kawhi Leonard, and they yeah, win the championship. It so happened. That was the difference. And it's kind of like, damn, I feel so bad for Dwayne Casey because, like, yo, was going through it with LeBron. Kyle Lowry's inconsistency at the time. DeMar DeRozan having like depression issues because LeBron kept beating him. Like he was going through with this team for seven years. And it's like, damn, I get fired. You get a new coach and a better player than DeMar, and y'all win a championship that same year. Like to me, Dwayne Casey deserves a win. They gotta get yeah. Now it's like two, three years removed from the fire, and that's something different. But it's like the same the next year, Dwayne Casey deserves a championship. Toronto should give him like here, man. A little complimentary one. Yeah, like I feel like Mark Jackson. Yeah, maybe Mark Jackson should get a complimentary one. I mean, he just couldn't get him over the top, man. He just didn't have that that extra gear to get him. I don't know. I'm, I don't know how that works. That happened in the NFL too with um um John Gruden. Um uh I, I can't he's a black coach. Um and he's a black coach. He coached the he coached um the Colts to a Super Bowl. Oh, I think Tony Dungy. Tony Dungy. Tony Dungy. Tony Dungy could not get the Tampa Bay Buccaneers over the hump. He just could not. They had the perfect team. But then next year, John Gruden with that exact same team. Got him over the hump. They won the Super Bowl. Oh, I mean, yeah. some coaches, they some some players are self-motivated. Some players need a coach that'll kick them in the behind. Yeah. And sometimes when you that good, you don't feel like you gotta give it that extra gear. 
And Tony Dungy was good with that, where it was like, John Gruden came and I don't care how good you are, yeah. you gonna do what, you know, and, and that extra thing. But, and also you know, we never know. It's not a white or black thing. It's coaching style. Yeah. You know, but. Coaching style matchups, the, the way the league is, because yeah. at that time, because I was even, because I didn't feel like Dwayne K should have got fired just yet at least. Yeah. Because I felt like LeBron just left the East. The Raptors been consistently top three team in the East for like five, at least five years. So I'm thinking to myself, well, LeBron's finally out this bitch. Yeah, just, just see, let's see, let's see what happens. One more year. Give me, give me one more year. Let's see what happens. Figure it out. Let's see what happens. One more year. Then you trade for um, Kawhi Leonard. Give him one more year. Yeah, Dwayne Casey would have won with Kawhi Leonard and LeBron gone. Yeah. He probably would have won with Kawhi if LeBron would have stayed because nah, it would have nah, been LeBron nah, nah. against Kawhi. I don't know, man. Nah. LeBron, LeBron, like, LeBron, like LeBron, had a, LeBron had a hold over Toronto. I, I That's like why I call LeBron. I like the way the Raptors, Raptors fight, nah, man. Nah. If they would have had Kawhi LeBron's against still LeBron, nah, nah, I, don't know. I, I think LeBron because, had a mental hold because, on the Raptors. Because though. LeBron, the the, the he had a mental hold on the Raptors with trash. But they were trash. <laughs> he swept them. He swept the same Raptors team. LeBron had a mental hold without Kawhi Leonard. But LeBron had a mental. One player can't win you the championship. LeBron had a mental hold on the one, Raptors. Uh, one player did win the Raptors the championship. One player. Nah, nah. It was, it was a, it was a good effort. I'm just saying LeBron yeah. did have a mental hold on the Raptors. He got DeMar DeRozan having anxiety, depression. Like, I was going through it mentally because yeah. of LeBron. Yeah, he did. He did. <laughs> so that concludes that segment. Steve Nash. Steve Nash's hiring was had nothing to do with white privilege. Even they never just doing the most, like always. Right. And we'll be right back. Okay, okay, we are back. Jamar Giddens. Oh, yeah, what? And this is the Intoxic Insensitivity Podcast. And, yeah, let, we we were just, you know, discussing off air. We, we, you know, we wanted to talk about it. Do you, as a listener, um, especially our black listeners, do would you go to a business just because it's black? Or, like, do you judge businesses based on, you know, for instance, you know, the service that that black owned business wasn't good. So I'm going back. I mean, first of all, my, what, how I think, I believe I want to go to a business that I don't care. I don't know. Not that I don't care that I don't know who owned it. You know, when you go, when, when I go into, you know, uh, a Starbucks, I don't know who owned it. I know who's the oh, but that's a franchise. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be they could be black or white. I care about the service, and the service in that particular place is without judge, not the whole brand or or whether it's a black. I don't. I've had, like I said, I had bad experience at TGI's. I never said I'm not going to another white business again. Like that don't make sense. No, it doesn't. And I just feel like that's that's the one thing I do feel bad for a lot of black businesses because I feel like that narrative does exist. Because like I was telling you before, I had one buddy who felt like 
why do I hate going to black businesses because, you know, at the end of the day, they charge your arm and leg for food. And I was asking, like, well, what's the issue with that? Well, I can get chicken and french fries at Royal Farms for cheap. And I was like, well, that's fast food. That's mm-hmm. why you get it for cheap. He's like, but I'm just saying, they still serve chicken at black restaurants, and I can get it cheaper on Royal Farms. What's the point of me going to a black restaurant? And I was like, well, the thing about it, I was like, the difference is one place is actually going to the supermarket, buying the food, making it per order, and it's a better quality compared to if you get it from Royal Farms. Most of that shit is like pre-made chicken. Right, from like a, from right. Truck. Like, right. It's, like, it's just a difference in service. And then I also told him, I was like, well, what about when you go to a Mexican restaurant, an authentic Mexican restaurant, or an authentic Japanese restaurant, Indian restaurant? You'll pay 15, 20 bucks for their food. So what's the difference between Absolutely. paying 15, 20 bucks for a black-owned restaurant? They both, it's a, it's a culture-specific type of dining. You know the ingredients and the quality of the food is going to be good, so you're going to have to pay the price for it. Like it is isn't accessible. And it's like, you'll, you get mad about paying 15 bucks for a soul food restaurant, but won't be mad at paying 15 bucks at Friday's. Right. Or you'll, and then what makes it even crazier too, you'll give that same money to, to and no, I'm not trying to disrespect any other group that has black, quote unquote, black restaurants like Hip Hop Chicken and shit. Right. But, my nigga, you don't support that, but we'll support your own. And to me, it's like, yeah. they're, they're like they don't really know black people. Like, they don't really know black culture, how black food is made. Right. When I eat like crap from late chicken and trout and shit, it tastes like chicken and grease to me. Right. There's no flavor, it's <laughs> nothing. That's what it is. Or like Kimmy's. Right. Kimmy's, like, I remember I used to go to Kimmy's for a while when I was younger. Remember, you remember that, Kimmy's? Yeah, soul food. I ain't like, I ain't like this. I ain't like Kimmy's. Though. I ain't like Kimmy's, like, now it's like, eh, but. Like it's, I just always find it amazing that people have a, have an attitude about supporting black business or that narrative. I hate, oh, I hate what a passion is. Like you, the kind of add on what you were saying, how if I have a bad experience in a black restaurant, I'm not going to no other black restaurant ever again, which to me is really like, that's unfair because my mindset is like, every restaurant is different. They're not owned by one guy. Absolutely. So if I go to, I don't know, let's say for the hypothetical of Joanne's, that's trash. But Georgia Peach is good. Like I'm not gonna not because of my one experience with Joanne's doesn't mean I'm gonna support not gonna support Georgia Peach. They're both black owned. It doesn't make sense. Absolutely. That's like and, and to label everybody like that. I I I just don't get that. I mean you how can I because I, I love Granny's because I love soul food. But when I go in there, the I go for the experience. It it, it don't have nothing to do with it, it's it's a it's a cherry on top that is black owned. Yeah, makes you that, feel good inside. Yeah, that, that that I'm supporting a black business, but I support that business because I want to. I love the food and I love the service. So you pretty much support the business. The main reason why I support the business is because the food is good and the service is good. Yeah, making it black owned is a cherry on top. Yeah, I mean because because I, at the end of the day, I mean we we're out. You know, I'm. I want. I want the best service for my mom, mm-hmm. and I don't care who who that is. But like I said, yeah, the cherry on top is it being black owned. I love to support black business, but I'm not gonna gonna support black businesses at the detriment of my uh, of my money. No, you know what sure. I mean? It, uh, to me, a business is a business. If I go to a white business. And the service ain't good. I'm not going back. But I see that. I guess that's the one thing I do have a problem with is just the fact that I feel like a lot of people 
are on that mindset that if I go to one black owned business that all black owned businesses are bad, I won't give them, I will not give another black owned business a chance. But when it comes to, I guess a white mainstream business like a Friday's or McDonald's, uh, Burger King, I can go there and have a crappy service, but I'll keep coming back to McDonald's. Right. So you got people that go back to that same crappy McDonald's, complain yeah. about it, and then go back to the next Every day, week. Which, is, which <laughs> yeah. I found baffling. Like, I, I go out, I'm a product of that too. So the Hooters down in the Inner Harbor, yeah. in Baltimore. That's still down there? Yeah, I okay. hate that Hooters. Hooters is trash. Still go there. <laughs> Hooters is trash. <laughs> So I know why you like going there. I just, well, I like the, I like the cheese sticks. I read the women, they just bad, they bad service. They're not good waitress. They always have yeah, attitude. They just walk around, they walk yeah. around with the titties and ass. So I'm like, eh. like that's enough. No, I want good service. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I still go to that. I still go to that yeah. same movie, or like Applebee's. That was my get time when I was in college. Dude. The five dollar apps. There's been a couple times we went there. We had terrible service. Food was cold. It messed up my order. One yeah, week, one time, was cheap. Yeah, one time, one time, the waitress <laughs> was so caught up in these dope boys that she forgot about us. We didn't wow. even exist. Yeah, went back to that bitch next Thursday. So it's yeah, like, I mean, cause I mean, even that that even that server didn't stop you from coming back. I mean, like you said, I hate that that narrative. I mean, I've had a bad experience with Southern Blues. I don't really like Southern Blues because I, I I love I'll go with with where soul food is. I didn't like my Southern Blues experience, but that's not going to stop me from going to T-Ball. Yeah. I love T-Ball. There's T-ball no way you're going to stop me yeah. from going T-ball to T-Ball. And, and they're not a, a soul food restaurant. They just got good food in there. And it's a black owned restaurant. And it's black owned. So your it's experience just, of Southern Blues doesn't completely destroy your experience with any other black business. Absolutely not. T-Ball and Southern Blues are uh, a million miles apart. It, why? Why would I not support TiVo? You got a lot of people that think like that. That's I, crazy. Part of me, well, it was one thing, uh, one uh, thing, I guess, on that with not supporting black business or why people feel like black businesses should charge less. I guess this theory I have is I feel like because, you know, soul food for African-Americans is cooked at home. So I always felt like, I feel people think, if my mom makes soul food every Sunday, that if I go to another place that serves soul food, because I get it all the time, I feel like it should be cheaper. I guess maybe they think on the same level. Well, I don't know how they think, but I'll maybe assume how maybe Japanese people feel when they go to a sushi restaurant. Right. Or like Chinese people feel when they go to a Chinese restaurant. It's kind of right. like, I'm not trying to sound, I'm not trying to sound prejudiced <laughs> or anything like that. I'm just saying, I would assume that that's their culture of food that at home, their parents will make that style of food. So I wonder, is that some like, I guess, weird thing where it comes to us where it's like, well, my mom makes fried chicken, greens, and mac and cheese on the regular. Why why do I want, why should I spend almost 20 bucks for something I can get at home? I kind of feel like man. maybe that could be a reason why some yeah. people don't want to spend that type of money. That could be, man, but it's That's like, a reach though. That's just Yeah, weird. I mean, you, you spend that money. On junk, bro. On junk, you'll, or you'll spend, like you said, that, that $20 on, mm-hmm. on a dish at, Fridays. At Fridays. Yeah. <laughs> and and so you you'll spend the money there. It's like we we just view it view each other just so different. Like I'm supposed to expect a discount. I mean when when you look at a lot of black businesses, they aren't chains, right? Yeah. So the overhead, you you gotta look at the whole picture. 
a lot of times black a black owned restaurant will have to charge more because of their overhead. When they're buying their supply, they're not buying in the quantities that a chain would. Because a chain, it could be buying a million pieces for all of their restaurants. Also on the uh, side of or, or if I'm just one, I'm just I'm just I can go to 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 to, to Sam's Club. And it's and it's not gonna be the same price as I'm buying bulk but also, from like a, 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 a real supplier. Also on the side note with that is the chains are buying the cheapest products. As the yeah. social restaurants are not necessarily buying the cheapest products. Because they have more, to, they gotta spread it out. It's so like for instance, I was watching the uh the um the doc about McDonald's, how McDonald's became McDonald's. And they went from at one point in time, they, they went from using regular milk to make milkshakes to just using powder. Mm-hmm. It was cheaper. It's so cheap. like when you get McDonald's, they'll get their patties and stuff, but they're getting the cheapest quality they can possibly get. As opposed to the sofa restaurant, most likely they probably going, like you said, Sam's Club, probably going to the basic supermarkets to buy the ingredients. Yeah. And yeah. they paying this out of pocket too. It's not like they got some company that's promoting Corporate, them or sponsoring right. them to help them get these. They're actually paying it out of pocket. Yeah, they probably got an office in the back of their restaurant. Yeah, probably. <laughs> they probably do. Right. And, and that's, they overhead supplies it's going to cost more so your meal has to be more shoot this japanese restaurant i go to they don't serve oysters no more because they said oysters cost too much now mm-hmm. so that lets me know they probably go to h mart buy everything from h mart right. make the food at their restaurant <laughs> yeah saying oysters cost too much and we ain't got the oysters on the menu anymore yeah so. you know we you know we we could gotta take these things into consideration and we don't when we judge smaller business yeah you know that they're, they're not buying at the quantity that chains do, or or, or bigger um, brands do. So it's gonna be more. The more you buy, the cheaper a product will be. Or like you said, they just buy cheaper products because they have to have more people to to um, supply, and it'll you know they need to keep their overhead down so that they can pay people. And I'm just saying, paying eighteen dollars for a catfish dinner at Georgia Peach probably tastes so much better. Then pay eighteen dollars for the Jack Daniel Sapphire Friday. <laughs> just saying, that, absolutely. I put all that stuff and get it to the supermarket, like absolutely. a freezer section. I just put it in the oven. Absolutely, and, and that same thing happens on every level. Look at look at look at um. We are we always make it back to sports, but look <laughs> at um Michael Jordan. Now it's a it's it's something psychological to where Jordan is the best player that ever played the game. And people like that expect other people, they don't understand how other people can't do what they did. So that so that judgment of talent ain't that good. You know, they don't make good coaches. They don't make good owners. They, you, I remember Jordan drafted this guy named Jim Morrison because he cried after losing a, because, Adam Morrison is Adam. Yeah, Adam Morrison. Yeah, because <laughs> this guy cried after they lost it, you know, because he felt like he had a competitive spirit. Yeah. You know, and that dude wanted to be a bum. But he they don't judge. So I said all that to say. People will look at Jay, at Michael Jordan's bad job at, at GM and owner because the, the hornets are almost never in it. It'd be like, oh, black owners, 
They don't. No, that's him. That is true. That's a good For point, a specific yeah. reason. That's him. It is no Michael Jordan, the individuals is a shit. Yes. That's not true. black people. And, but people will say that though. Look at, you know, people say, oh, well, look at Michael Jordan. He's a black owner. They ain't won nothing. They said that? No, no, I'm oh, just saying say, that. Oh, you don't use that example. Yeah, so people, you, okay. yeah, they do that with coaches. You know what I mean? Where it's not, you know, Marvin Lewis didn't make it to the Super, to Super Bowl. Marvin Lewis only won a couple playoff games with the Bengals. That don't have nothing to do with black coaches. And to be honest, he was with the Bengals for a long time. Yes, he kept his job for a long time. And he was not achieving at the highest level whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, Hugh Jackson, he didn't do a good job with the Browns. He's a great offensive coordinator, but for some reason, it maybe we need maybe we need to talk to the black players. Why did, you know, why do y'all play harder for white coaches than you do black coaches? Well, you know, uh, that could be the argument. Point. It's not so much black coaches. Why do you respond? Why did the Tampa Bay Buccaneers respond more to John Gruden than they did um, Tony Dungeon? Uh, th- and that team was all black. The only white person was the quarterback. That's a good point. You know, because I'm back, it's kind of going back to the previous episode with Stephen A. Smith. And it was one seven, it was during the whole uh, Last Dance doc where he said he feels like he just wished black players would vouch for their black coaches more, like Michael Jordan vouched for Phil Jackson. And they form. But then my thing is, but that thing is with that, it's, it's kind of, that's like a terrible example because. Michael Jordan's vouching for a guy that's helped him win at that time five championships. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's like, come on, like, really? Yeah. Like, I can't put down the same level right. as, let's say, Stephen Curry vouching for Mark Jackson. Like, at that time, we were going backwards. Because when, yeah, I think the, the second season before they went far, then the next season, they uh, took a step back. They got beat in the first round. Mm-hmm. So it was like, if I'm Steph Curry, why, like, is there, what, what's my reason to vouch for him? Because he's blasting his vouch for him? Like, right. at this time, he's not helping me elevate to the next level like I want to be. Mm-hmm. Now, if right now, if the owners try to fire Steve Curry, I guarantee Clay, Steph, and Draymond all going to vouch for Steve Curry because Steve Curry helped me win three championships. Yep. So it makes sense. So when they try to use that example, like, well, Michael Jordan vouch for the white, because Stephen A. Smith was trying to make it sound like Michael Jordan vouches for white coaches to be cuz. And Matthew right. Cullen was saying, well, you have to put in context, like, Phil Jackson did help this guy with five championships. Absolutely. So it does make sense why he's saying, if you fire Phil Jackson, I believe him too. Yeah. Because my, his mindset is like, it's not broke, don't fix it. Like, why would you want to get rid of this guy to bring somebody else in? Right. So. And, and, you know, and I believe, and I do believe that sometimes that is why there aren't a lot of black coaches because they kind of, you know, you, you put a, you put a black coach in a bad situation and then they fail, and you be like, see? And that's not black coaches, that's them. You know, but but people will 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 say that just like we do black restaurants. That, you know, my my experience at at Southern Blues was a Southern Blues experience. It ain't have nothing to do with T-Vol, it ain't have nothing with Terra Cafe, it don't it ain't have nothing to do with, with the Chick-fil-A. That that's owned by the black. By God, that ain't so Yeah, it don't have nothing to do with none of that. That particular business, so I had a bad issue. It was that bad business. Yes, it don't have nothing to do. 
and and that's on every every level, even in sports, where you know you can look at the, a couple of the very few examples of black coaches and say, "We'll see." But see, then the funny thing is too back to I'm not really really this is pretty much an extension from the last episode. But even back to that, you do have some coaches like how you said with Marvin Lewis, who actually kind of underachieve but still have a job. Because in yeah. my opinion, Doc Rivers is underachieved with the Clippers. Yeah, underachieved. Because you you want and they still call him a great coach. Yeah, because me and my friend was going back and forth about that, where he felt like you know Doc Rivers. I was saying, I was saying how Doc Rivers is a black coach, but you have to be honest, he's been on that team for years, seven years, and they haven't even made it to the finals yet. Yeah. And you had a team with Chris Paul, Jamal, Jamal Crawford, DeAndre Jordan, Blake Griffin, um, JJ Reddick. You had his son. You know why his son got the job? Because that's his son. Yeah. His, you had a team with a whole lot of pieces that could win. And you choked a couple of times because remember that time he was in the conference finals, they choked the Houston. Yeah. And he still got a job. I ain't gonna lie, to be honest, and I don't want and this is gonna sound bad, but if he does not win with a team with Kawhi, Paul George, Patrick Beverly, Montrez Harold, Zubach, Lou Williams coming off the bench, if he can't win a championship with this squad, I wouldn't surprised he gets fired. Yeah. Cause it's like I don't, as an owner, like, what else do you I, I gave you everything. You still can't yeah. get over the hump? Uh, yeah, you might have to. Yeah, it might, it might be time for you to go. And and I and I wouldn't want to hear nothing about. Oh, he a black. It ain't enough oh, black coaches, so he should keep his job. No. I if I want to win championships, if I've set up a team to win championships, because that's what that team is set up yeah. for. They don't even. They ain't even got to play all year. Players be like, "Look, I need this week off." Yeah, I mean, I'm and they to, give uh, them off. I'm going to Magic City real quick. Yeah. <laughs> They only care about the championship. That's what they care about. They play a whole a full game. They take a game off. They don't care. They want to get to the and if they can't do that, you're right. Maybe they need to find a new coach. Yeah, because I ain't gonna lie. White, black, green, yellow, yeah. purple, brown, whatever. Yeah. One that can get them over the hump. Yeah. And but, that's that's what it should be. That is true. But I guess my I guess the end is my thoughts is. I feel like we, especially us as African-Americans, need yep. to get out that mindset that we expect a discount because you're black and I'm black. Or yep. because I have one experience, bad experience with a black business that all black businesses are bad. To me, it's just kind of unfair yep. because you don't keep the same energy with non-black businesses. Yep. You have a shitty experience at McDonald's, then stop you from going to McDonald's. You have a shitty experience at Foot Locker, then stop you from going to Foot Locker buying shoes. Yep. You had a shitty experience and enterprise is to stop you from running across an enterprise. It's end of the day, Absolutely. every business isn't the same. It's not like all black businesses are owned by one black guy. So <laughs> like, like, one black man, it ain't the man, it's the black man. Yeah, it's like <laughs> every business is their own individual entity and you have to respect that and give every business a chance. That's just my Absolutely, opinion. and I totally agree. I have, I have nothing to add to that, you know, give each, individual business a shot. Because I'm not gonna lie, when I was getting married, and <laughs> the lady that, it was a black old lady that was a wedding, it was a, a black wedding planner. She did a terrible job, terrible job. Man, your wedding, man, you look happy. Y'all look happy, man. Yeah, you want to be on the scene, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but because man. of that, it doesn't stop me from going to Georgia Beach. 
Right. Just, I just got, got great you. service and I great got you. How how did how did what's her name? How would how did she respond? Cause I know she business. Oh, um, she was hot. Huh? She was hot. She was mad. Shawn was mad. Yeah. She see that. This is kind of how we had that whole argument. Charlie, we, we, had had whole argument like we had a whole argument about black. We had a whole argument about black because of because of that experience with that black lady. Yeah. She just like, see, this is why I don't want to do business with black people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, and I had to talk it down. Like, no, you can't do that. I was like, that's not cool. Because end of the day. Is like we have we have crap experience at uh, what was one place we go to? She doesn't like. Uh, we had a crap experience. I'll say at a Jersey Mike's one time. Okay. You love Jersey Mike's. We had one bad experience at one Jersey Mike's. You didn't like. You hated that Jersey Mike's. You still went to another Jersey Mike's. Right. So I was like, you can't do that. Like, cause that lady sucks. You can't assume <laughs> that all black business is gonna be trash. Like, right. She was hot. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Man, <laughs> our last little story about this. So what happened was we were supposed to meet up with her to have like a cake tasting. Yeah. Lady planned it on a Saturday. Saturday come, me, Sean, and my mom, we driving out to the place. Calling the lady, she's not answering the phone. I'm like, okay, man, the thing about to start in like two hours, what's going on? Call her again. It's about to start an hour. Yeah. And answer. She called back like 20 minutes before it's supposed to start saying, oh, my bad. <laughs> I was... I was in I was in a vacation and I just got in. And we're thinking like, wait a minute, you set this up for today. Wow. Oh, I'm <laughs> oh, sorry about that. You know, I got my days mixed up. You didn't oh tell us nothing. God, I would yeah. Shawna, tell you the truth, Shawna wanted to cancel. She was really wow. plotting to say, how much money am I going to lose if I cancel this? That's how bad she was. She was talking about losing some money. <laughs> Cause that's how bad the lady was. Wow, that's how yeah, bad she that was. That is terrible, though. That was terrible. How you gonna set something and be like, "Oh, I was on for yeah, I didn't. It was bad. Yeah, my wife would have went off. I think the only reason why Shauna didn't cancel it is because my mother was friends with the lady. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's one of those things. <laughs> my mom was friends with the lady, and I think because my mom put a lot of money into it, Shauna wasn't yeah. trying to like have my mom take that loss. But Shauna was even plotting like, "I will pay your mother back." We can save a pair of that because this lady was so bad. It turned out good. It turned out good. Yeah. But, yeah. I feel you. <laughs> All right. So, big up to the black businesses. Do your business right. Take care of your business right. I'll show up. If Same you don't, here. I won't. <laughs> Same here. All right. We'll be right back. What's good, what's good, everybody? It's Jamar Giddens. Oh, yeah, what? And this is the Intoxic Insensitivity Podcast, and we are back. Now, um, we just had uh, some some more details to come out in this uh, Breonna Taylor case, which still hasn't been resolved. Still nobody's been locked up. We want justice for Breonna Taylor, and there's been... There was something going on last week. I think with her, with her boyfriend, her ex-boyfriend. Um, what happened, Ali? So pretty much, I guess the police were trying to give the boyfriend an offer, saying that she, if they admit, if he admits that Brianna Taylor was part of a crime syndication, wow, they'll help. They'll let him go off. Wow. So anything to get the conviction or or just get the pass. Yeah, justify why they kill him. And speaking of justification, when I was looking more into that article. It's just sad how people's views on this case is. And it also just shows for some reason, I don't know what it is, but when it comes to us being murdered, 
they just do not want to hold police accountable. It's like they will reach for anything else but that. Damn, the cops did just fuck up. It's just for some reason they will not yeah. just um, just say that the cops made a mistake or not make a mistake that the cops just fucked up. So it was like with yeah. the Breonna Taylor thing. Based on what I read in the comments, it sounds like they're trying to justify her death by saying, "Well, she's guilty by association." Mm-hmm. And to me, that's so unfair yeah, because there's so many people that I know. Because you, you even said it back when we had an episode about music, how you said you related to Kendrick Lamar so well because you were that good kid in that bad city. Right. Where you had friends or you had associates that were in drugs, right. stealing, robbing, stuff like decisions, that. Yeah. So in that situation, if you try to use the guilty by association, you in that situation will be guilty. Absolutely. Because you just knew someone that sold drugs. Which to me is like, well, even though I may know him, does my actions... I guess qualify for me to be held responsible for what they did. Right. If we're just buddies, we go to McDonald's, chat, get a sandwich, and we go our separate ways. I don't think I should be held accountable for stuff that he does. Right. And I think with the Breonna Taylor situation, because I was reading more into the case, pretty much her and her ex-boyfriend, she had a boyfriend, that was the guy they were looking for. They were yeah. together like five years ago. He was the one that was selling the drugs. Right. Her new boyfriend doesn't sell drugs. He doesn't have a criminal record at all. She doesn't have a criminal record. Right. But I guess because her and the ex still had somewhat of a friendly relationship, he had stuff sent into a house. I think she, I think he bought her yeah. some mats, or he, she bought him some mats. I guess because they still had a relationship, I guess it, people were trying to say that justifies why she should die. Yeah, just they, they just <laughs> that just kills me, man. I mean, even, even, um, even um, with, with the guy Jacob Taylor, they tried to after them cops shot him. Oh, he did this. I don't care. All right, it's a warrant out for him. That'll justify seven shots in the back. Yeah. You know. You mean Jacob Blake. Jacob Blake, yeah. Running up in, in Breonna Taylor's house. Wrong. Why can't they just admit they were wrong and they just can't do that? And they do that on so many levels. I mean, even even not just with the cops. The the, the white guy, the, 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 the white kid, that goes in this church and kills nine people. Nine people. They, if it was us, thug, all kind of stuff. Yeah, him. Oh, they they stopped the Burger King on the way to the. Come on, the dude that just killed. You know, because of the riots after um um or. The, the riots is going on um in Milwaukee or whatever, and the and the white guy. Comes from another city, yeah. kills two people, walking around with an AR-15 yeah. in front of the cops, and oh, he's some kid. But see, the thing is with that, no. And, and if he had been black, first of all, he shouldn't have been there. Also, first of all, he was 17. He was illegal right. to carry a firearm, so that's the problem right there in itself. But then that's sad to say with these type of situations, they always do that. I remember it was one thing that was a big thing on Facebook was this guy who was in the Madden tournament and he got a little, he got butt hurt because he got his ass beat in the tournament. So what he did was he, he, he left, came back and killed people in the game tournament. Wow. Yeah, it's cool. And what they do with us is what they do with, when it comes to black and white, they always paint white people as the victims. Right. Black people are always the perpetrators. They never paint right. as the it always makes try to make it seem like it's something is some reason why we did what we did. It's never just damn right. the cops treated like crap. Yeah, or damn the point, these yeah. two guys, like the what was it, the um Aubrey guy, the dude that 
that got murdered earlier this year. Yeah, yeah. What with the, with the two white, white guys, kids riding they, around in the truck. Yeah, they, they can't. It's always chased well, them he down. was doing something. He was looking at houses, this, that, and the third. It's, and he they, wasn't. And it was it's all every time there's a situation between those groups, the white people are always painted as the victims. Black people are always painted as like the perpetrators or the monsters or the thugs or the criminals. There's always some reason why we should have got killed pretty much. Absolutely. And like in that situation with him, I was reading more into that case as well. They were saying pretty much that people were attacking him. Some of the Black Lives Matter protesters were attacking him and he killed him in self-defense. Now, that argument, that's something you have to, that has to go to court because that's a very subjective thing because right. I, you hear cops all the time, I felt threatened by this guy. Or like the time when the one, when the cop had pulled over this one gentleman that was trying, that, you know, the cop had pulled over this one gentleman he had told the police officer that I had a gun in the gun compartment. I am a licensed gun holder. Oh yeah, and he tried yeah. to grab and the cop shot him. Subjectively, he could say, well, I felt threatened. I wasn't too sure. Like that's those things you have to really go through court. But with the kid, with the AR-15, I feel like his situation or the way he will get arrested is because he illegally had a gun. Mm-hmm. Even though technically, I guess in that state, even the president, even the president justified him. Speak. <laughs> yeah, but I got a side note about that. Yeah, he's that's a, he's that's just so this man out. It just it, that's just kind of what they do. That's what the media does. I never forget the time when that one officer killed a black guy in his apartment. Remember that? That happened yeah. like what early this year. That last year? woman, yeah, um, a woman, uh, a a woman cop kicks down the door, shoots dude in his own house. He's watching ESPN eating donuts, minding his Right. And she's she thinking that's her apartment. Come on now. What? <laughs> like, yo. That's a BS excuse. And even when she she got convicted, but it was just, it was when you watch the court case, it's like they really made her just victim. Like, you just felt so bad for her. And, and, the, and um, I mean, and the dude forgave her. Or something the, brother, like that. the brother forgave her. Yeah. The, uh, what is it? What's the dude? The, um, the security, well, I don't forgot the term, but like the security guard for the courthouse or whatever. The bailiff. The bailiff. The bailiff pretty much like pat her on the head, brushed her hair. It was just such a, a, a bad look. Cause it was like, yeah. why are they making her seem like a victim? Right. She falsely, like she wrongly killed someone for just living in his like in their pretty, home, in their and home, minding their business. How many years? Did she get like seven or something? Five. Yeah, she got like five. And she ain't she ain't gonna run, have to do that whole five. Yeah, she ain't doing that. She and it's sad that that like how's the person that killed the person the victim? It's the same that's, thing with the Breonna Taylor the situation. Black people, with, that's what they do, man. And the same thing with the Breonna Taylor situation. How is it that you're trying to find, it's like you're trying to find something. Something. It's like you just want her to be wrong and it's sad. And then, you know, I always feel like it's one of those things that you have those groups that don't, that just don't want to admit, like we said earlier, the all live matter people, the I don't see skin color people, they just don't want to admit that racism is And it does right. exist. Now, it does exist. Now, to some extent, how some people, I guess, protest and talk about it, do I think is, do I, I'm not on the mind, I'm not on the side where I'm gonna blame the white man for any and everything. Right, and me, uh, you me. can't. They done some shit. I'm not gonna act like they haven't, but sometimes we gotta look at the mirror and change ourselves as well. Absolutely. But in this situation with Brianna Taylor, it just it just rubs me the wrong way that it's like, wow. So we're to the point now. She's guilty by association, essentially. Her and murder was justified just because find, she was cool just with this guy. So re- a justification for them running up in their house, killing her. They gotta make her some kind of villain. 
That's that's just sad, man. That's and it's a sad state that this country is in that we can't be just human beings. Yeah. We gotta be we 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 just can't be a person. We're just monsters. Yeah, and, and that's just that's just sad, man, because there was no reason to run up in her house. I understand there was a warrant of you run up in there with with the guns out, okay, but you just go and shooting. But the thing is, it wasn't a word for her boyfriend that she's currently with. It was a word right. for her ex-boyfriend. That's crazy. That's crazy, man. I mean, we we just, man, I, I just do what I could do and trust God, man. Because there's people out here, I mean, to, to just judge me just because I deserve to die because I'm black. That's how they, that's how I deserve it. If I walked out, I, I go to work every day. I, I, I spend a lot of time with my wife, my children. I, you know what I mean? I, I aspire to, 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 to achieve in life and be, you know, I'm content with where I am, but I'm not complacent and comfortable. You know what I mean? Just like anybody else. Mm-hmm. And some cop, for some dumb reason, could kill me. And they could pull up maybe something I did dumb 20 years ago just to just justify him <clears throat> killing me. Well, he was a criminal. And that then, just, so you never know, like, this, that. That's just crazy. And there's a lot of, with that, and also with that type of mindset, that's a lot of assumption. You're assuming that. Like with the Breonna Taylor thing, fact-wise, she doesn't have a criminal record. Fact-wise, there was no drugs in the household. Fact-wise, she wasn't with that previous guy that was a drug right. dealer. She was with a guy that also has a clean record, had no drugs in the household. He legally had a firearm. When I was reading the comments, a lot of stuff was assumption. Like, oh, well, you hang around that type of stuff. She probably was like a dope queen for him. Like, remember that, that first episode we were talking about with that guy? That very first episode, I forgot his name. He's the oh, the, the, the DJ. That yeah. Was, was All the stuff yeah. he was saying is yeah. assumption. You're assuming right. because she was associated with a person or she was cool with a person that she was involved in that world. You don't know that. Her, cri- don't her know criminal that. record doesn't say it doesn't. She was and, an EMT. And she was, why can't she stand trial? Why she got to die? That, that's... Well, I personally believe that the police were feeling themselves. They caught the guy that they were trying to find a figure. They were trying to find more shit on him. So they probably was looking yeah. at other residents, probably looked, oh, he used to stay here. Let's check this place out real quick, see so some shit, some dirt on him. Yeah. That shit backfired. That's such what I think it was. I think, yeah, they would have gone bust in the house, try to find some shit, didn't find anything. It would probably have been like a bad look, but it wouldn't have been as bad as it is now. I think it should just backfired. And for them to try to get the ex to say, oh yeah, she was involved, like. It's sad. That's sad. That's sad. Anything, just to, people don't care about people. People just, just, you know, they, they, they just hate for no reason. But I, I swear sometimes you look at animals and then you look at the human animal. Like, I, I think that the human animal is just 10 times worse than animals. That Like, a, a lion will kill on instinct. Yeah. A lion will kill to eat. And that's, that's it. That is true. A, a lion will kill to, to protect this territory. Just yeah. don't come in this space. Yeah. But it, Because they're red. We kill for the dumbest Skin color. Somebody stepped on my shoes. So like just just for nothing. 
senseless. Yeah. You know, and 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 our with the ugly and the beautiful thing about the human animal is that we have the ability to reason. Yeah. We we can use reason and Good. logic to justify Good. anything that we do. Yeah, that is true. You and, and, and that's, that's just that's that is terrible, man. Because you can use reason and logic to do right for others to help people out. And you also can use reason and logic to justify you treating a person like shit. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely right. Because like you said, with animals, they just go off of instinct. They just, instinct. They no don't extra, have the ability no extra, to reason. Um, no extra, I guess, thought or no extra equation or no extra equation in their thought process and what they do stuff. It's just like, all right, I need to make sure that me and my cubs have food so I have to go out and hunt. This yeah. other line is approaching my territory. I need to make sure my territory is straight. It's yeah. pretty much basic, just simple as humans. Basic instinct. The rationale and emotion and just all the things can dictate our judgment. It makes things a lot worse sometimes. Yeah. So where we can justify things like, oh, well, you know, he died because he was, he, cops killed him because he had the potential to be a criminal because of some stuff he did when he was 14 years old. Dude, 34 years old. That was almost 20 years ago. Right. He did that shit back at 14. He was caught with crack. Well, he was caught with a gun in the school locker room back when he was 14. You know, he's 34. He hasn't done nothing since. And that kind of justifies why he should die. All the evil that we do yeah. and, and we can justify. I mean, even I mean I was listening to something the other day where, where these pedophiles were were, were speaking <laughs> about how they how pedophilia should be a sexual gender now. Like and really? I'm like, what? Yes. Wow. We just and and I learned, you know, because I'm a philosophy major, I learned about building truth tables. And, and you set up arguments as mathematical problems. Mm-hmm. And you can you can build a, a, a valid argument that's totally not true. That is true. And that's what we have the ability to do. You can, you can build a valid argument that's totally wrong. You know, facts don't equal truth. You know, fact you can you can put up a bunch put together a bunch of facts. And make the wrong and, and make the wrong assumption mm-hmm. or come to 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 the uh, the wrong value. Facts don't equal truth. But you know, people like you said, they you know, yeah, she used to be with the drug dealer. She used to do this, but that don't mean that. But especially that she deserved to die. It definitely don't but mean that. But even the thing with the drug dealer, like there's really no proof that she was dealing drugs too. The only actual fact that you have is there was no drugs in the house. She wasn't with the guy. She doesn't have a criminal record. She's an EMT. So it was like, and her, new, her current boyfriend doesn't have a criminal record. He has a gun legally. So it was like, all the stuff that I read in those comments or just looking at people going back and forth, it's a lot of assumption. You're assuming yeah. because she used to deal with dope boy, she was in the dope game. That's assumption. That's Get assumption. That. And that's back to like we said earlier before, you had friends that used to sell drugs. If I would have said, because you were cool with one guy that used to sell drugs, that would be wrong for me just to automatically assume you sold drugs too. Right. I mean, we... Especially if, actually, I have it to where I say, okay, Jamar doesn't have a criminal record. Jamar, you know, works at Social Security. If I'm like a police officer, Jamar works at Social Security. His times is usually him. He comes home, he do this. 
He's at home from Monday to Friday, Saturday. He'll go to the basketball game. Or Friday, he'll go out to Buffalo Wild Wings with the guy I'm watching that sells drugs. They just eat wings, boom. They go to separate ways. Mm-hmm. So watching your, just watching like your um, day-to-day schedule, and I see that you're not doing anything that's alarming. I shouldn't come to that justification that you, well, because you were cool with this guy, I just assumed that you just did, you just sold drugs at one point in time. Right. I mean, this it like like look, look like look at this. You you have on your finish line um, T-shirt right now. Mm-hmm. And that's that's your work. I can say it would I would be valid to say. It would be valid for me to think that you when you when we finish this, you going to work. Yeah. But you could be going home. Yeah. That you just because it's a fact that you are wearing your finish line t-shirt right now, I can assume that you going to work when you leave here, but it doesn't make it true. That's true. At all. That's true. You could have been came, you could have went there before you came in. That's true. Or you could have, oh, I, I'm just going over there to do this. You know, let me just throw this T-shirt on. That could be it. That's true. That's a fair point. You know, but, but you know, we, we try to, oh, these facts, these facts don't have nothing to do with the truth. Well, to be honest, though, but the stuff that I'm talking about with the comments, they're not really the facts, they're assumptions. Right. You just assume yeah. because she used to deal with the guy that she had, she was involved somehow in dealing drugs. And it's... You don't have any proof because there's no drugs at the house. You just have a criminal record. Absolutely. It's one of those things. I'm just saying, it doesn't, that doesn't add up. But because her dealing with the ex-boyfriend, they're trying to paint, someone paint a smear campaign to make it seem like she was involved. Or they did she wasn't 100% innocent. She had some shady stuff going on. Then with the boyfriend trying to get her to be convicted. And it's just sad. It's just like, yep. my whole thing is when it comes to the police killing, I'm not on the mindset that old oh, white cop killed black guy. He should be held accountable because it's so happening that he's white and the person that he killed was black. My thing is, it's a cop. He fucked up. Hold him accountable because one person was trying to say, and that's that's why all of these arguments they're funny sometimes. Because one person tries to say, well, cops, you know, mistakenly kill white people three times more than black people, and no one says anything about that. And my mindset is like, so shouldn't you be on this? movement then because yeah. you want cops to be held accountable for fucking up. It doesn't matter if it's black or white. You just want them to be held accountable for fucking up, period. So why would you put that argument saying, well, they do it three times more to white people than black people. So you're, you're cool with this then. Right. You should want to stop that. Yeah, you should want to stop that then. Like, it doesn't and, make sense. Yeah, and somebody tried to That's bring, me, bring me that crap one day and I was just like, do you, do you even, have you ever even attended just a basic math class? Like, like we dealing in percentages, you know. If 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 there are ten people, ten people, and I kill, and you got ten people and you kill three of them, that's no. You kill five of them. That's fifty percent. You have three people, and I kill three people. That's one hundred percent. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's we we're only thirteen percent mm-hmm. of America, <clears throat> so obviously more white people will get. It's more white people here. Yeah, but when you talk about you know percentages, 
then we, you know, it's not right that more of us are locked in. Like, like a higher percentage of us are being locked So it was like it'd be a situation where it's like 13% black. I want to say, <laughs> well, let's say just for argument's sakes, 40% black, 60% white. But within that 40%, damn it, 70% goes to jail. And within yeah. that 60% of white, only 20% goes to jail. And that's right. like, okay, that's that's a factor. That means majority of the percentage of black people are going this row as the small percentage of the white people going are going to jail. So it's it's percentages and that and that and, and see and, and I believe that they know what they think we dumb. You know, because the come on now, you, you can't ignore the you can't ignore the percentage. Well, I don't think that they think they're dumb. They're just, they're just trying to dismiss the argument. That's all. They yeah, think. you, you can't just got, dismiss the argument without that fact. It's just like how people, like how you said earlier, how you have those people that just kind of, they just don't want to admit that this shit does happen to black folks. It has to be everything else but racism with certain things. That's right. the same people that bring up, y'all mad about the, the white cop killing the black guy, but what about black on black crime? Which is like, we're not talking about yeah, crime. Right. We're talking about law enforcement pretty much doing their job incorrectly. Yeah. That's because my thing is like, my view of being a doctor, being an airline pilot, you can't avoid to be shitty at your job. If you're <laughs> shitty at your job, you shouldn't be doing that. Right. Like if you're a cop and you deal with black people and your reaction goes from zero to a hundred when the situation kind of escalates, you go from trying to handle it civil to instantly having to shoot the person seven times you shouldn't be doing that job. You shouldn't that, be doing that. My mindset is that means you're afraid. That means yeah. you're afraid that I might do something to you. So your, your instant reaction is to shoot at me. Yeah, you can't be afraid of the people that you're, you're supposed you, to protect. You're to protect. If I'm, if I'm, when I have a child, I'm responsible for for protecting them. Yeah, I can't be afraid. Be afraid of my child. Can't be afraid of children. Yeah, yeah. that don't make sense. You you are afraid that of the people that you are charged to protect. That ain't that ain't your call. Yeah. That ain't what you're supposed to be doing, and that's period. Yeah. All right. Yep. All right. So that concludes another week of the non-toxic insensitivity podcast. I'm Jamar Giddens. Elliot Webb. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to y'all next week. Peace. Peace.